You're listening to the free edition of Sweden in Focus from The Local. If you would like to listen to a full-length version of the podcast, as well as an additional midweek episode, please check the episode notes for details on how to upgrade to Membership Plus. Here's this week's free edition. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to a special Valentine's Day-themed bonus episode of Sweden in Focus. We're going to start making midweek episodes a regular feature as part of a new subscription offering called Membership Plus, which we've mentioned before and we'll talk about more in the coming weeks. But this episode is free for all and features an interview with the professional matchmaker Lamarck Thomas, who is also one of the expert dating coaches on the recent S. SVT television show Besta Dayton. But before we hear the interview, let's have a quick chat with our regular panelists, Becky Waterton and James Savage. Becky, this episode goes out on Valentine's Day. Is Valentine's Day a big thing in Sweden? I guess that depends on whoever you're dating, but broadly speaking, not really. It's a relatively recent import to Sweden, and this is, of course, a generalization, but Swedes aren't big on kind of over-the-top romantic gestures. So you're probably not expected to make a big deal of it other than maybe a bunch of flowers and a card if you're dating a Swede. Although I'm going to caveat that by saying you should definitely check beforehand so you're on the same page and your partner isn't left feeling like you don't appreciate them. And I do not want to be the reason for any Valentine's Day arguments. Wise advice. James, can you give us some vocabulary to get us through the day? I shall try. So first up, Valentine's Day. Alla hjärtans dag. Alla hjärtans dag. Okay, what about love? That dear game. Kärlek. Kärlek. <laughs> uh, a red rose. En röd ros. Okay. What about jelly hearts? You see these sold a lot in Swedish shops around this time yeah. of the year. I'm not entirely sure I've ever eaten. They look they look gross. But gelé hjärtan or just röda hjärtan. They're delicious. How dare you? <laughs> okay, next one. Uh, what's a one night stand in Swedish? Something I would know nothing about. An engångslig. <laughs> and finally, one last one. Swipe right. Also something I haven't been on the dating scene for a long time, but I understand that it's Swiper Höger. Okay, thanks. I think we're ready. Let's uh, listen now to the chat I had recently with Lamarck Thomas. So my name's Lamarck Thomas and I am a matchmaker. I came here eight years ago. Obviously, it was love that brought me here. A love refugee, they say. <laughs> yeah, I met my husband and uh, after 24 hours of knowing him, decided to move to Sweden. And then nine years later, made that move into the scary Scandinavian world. <laughs> and, and where did you move from? From London. Okay. Is that where you're from? I'm actually from a tiny island in the middle of the South Atlantic called St. Helena. Oh, really? Um, yeah, the island where Napoleon died. Ah, it's not every day you meet somebody from St. Helena, so uh, consider this a privilege. Thank you. We are a dying breed. So if we get on to 
today's topic. Readers of The Local often tell us that dating in Sweden is a tough nut to crack. Why do you think international people in Sweden can find dating here so challenging? Sweden is so different when it comes to dating and relationships compared to any other country in the world. Uh, I have been matchmaking for 13 years and in so many different countries, and I've never found it as different as it is in Sweden. Uh, And I think that the main difference here is gender equality, that, you know, the roles of dating has changed and uh, we kind of need to catch up. So in what way is it different in terms of gender equality in Sweden on the dating scene? I guess here, gender equality has come a lot further than in most other most other countries. I remember when I was matchmaking in London, and of course, equality was important, but I found that it was like more of an idea than a reality. Um, and here, I feel like even though we ha- still have such a long way to go, it's much more reality in the dating world. You know, so for example, it is not so unusual for this. It might sound really silly, but for a woman to be sexual, um, that's okay. It's not so unusual for a woman to make the first move. It's also okay for the woman to, or it's not really expected that the woman will take the man's name in marriage. And now, of course, I'm talking more in the heterosexual Mm. relationship space. But then I also go to like the different types of relationships that there is a bigger acceptance for having a relationship that is not the standard uh, relationship where it's based on your individual needs. Mm. Uh, And I think that's kind of that's kind of interesting. What kind of relationships are you thinking of there? I'll say this with a bit of with a bit of caution because it's it's not like totally open for you know not everyone is open to to this but open relationships polyamorous relationships or even just relationships where it's not like the traditional gender norms where mm. um you know it's not expected for example for the man to work and the woman to stay at home with the children and I think there is actually something that you know usually relationships start fairly equally. And then if the couple has children, that's where the uh, equality gets lost a bit because one person takes the responsibility uh, of being at home and the other one uh, might take the responsibility of being the breadwinner. And that uh, and that changes a bit. And even though that's fairly equal in Sweden, only 30% of men take their full paternity leave. So if, as you describe, things are quite different here to what most people might be accustomed to from their home countries. What are your main tips for successful dating in Sweden? I think that in Sweden, we are in a place where the rules of dating does not exist anymore. And often when we feel in in a place where we're vulnerable, like dating, we want to know what the rules are. How should I act? When should I respond to this text? You know, how is it appropriate for me to show up right now? Who should pay the bill? And now those rules don't exist anymore. So instead, we have to look at what are our individual values and our individual beliefs. And that becomes the compass from which we date, from which we behave, from which we explore the world. And that might mean that we all have different rules 
uh, all walking around with our different rules and no one knows what's right or wrong. And that might seem really, really messy. But in that, we have to kind of just be open to us all having different rules and be quite forgiving when we meet someone whose rules conflict or are different with our own. That's really interesting. So does this boil down to the Swedish individualism that we hear about sometimes, you know, as a state, traditionally, Sweden has provided for its inhabitants, sort of, you have this kind of cradle to grave welfare statism that's absolutely not as strong as it used to be. But people are expected to have this strong sense of individualism and to find their own way in life. Do you think that's that's where this comes from? I think that's where it where it comes from. But I'm also a bit mindful that the individualism can be a bit misunderstood. To some extent, there is this drive to you know discover who you are and to fulfill your uh, to have that self fulfillment, mm. uh, and and within that, that's a very individual path. However, I. Think think that what we need in a certain point is connection. And I think sometimes when thinking about Swedes as individual, then it can seem like there's not the will for connection. And I don't agree with that. I think that we can be individual and seek that connection. Um, and actually, when we are living like our own authentic life, then we are more then we actually feel more connected with the people around us. Mm, interesting. When we put this question to readers, you know, as, as I mentioned, a, a lot of people do say that they find this a struggle. And we said that we were going to speak to an expert and what questions would they like to pose to you? So we'll look at some of those now. And one reader asks or says, so the most obvious question how can someone meet a decent guy in this country? And yes, I've tried apps and the answer is no, apps don't work. Since it's a bit odd within the culture to meet someone at a coffee shop or anyone else outdoors. So where can people mm. meet people? Yeah, uh, that is the, that is the question. And I guess that's what I've been doing in the last uh, you know, eight years here in, in, in Sweden is trying to, to answer that question. Um, I could say that uh, that matchmaking is the answer. <laughs> um, we have two matchmaking companies and where we feel exactly that dating online is difficult and it is the most common way that people meet. However, there are a lot of people that struggle online, that get dating fatigued and don't feel that they can find their partner there. So what we have done is to try to find a way where we're taking people offline and we personally meet people get to know them and then make introductions. Um, and of course, that's what we're doing in, in our matchmaking agency. But I really think that what we do, people can also do on their own. You know, we are getting into networks, finding out the things that are meaningful to the clients, their values, the things that gives them energy, and then trying to find contexts where their person will be. Uh, you know, so everybody can can do that. There are so many other ways to to meet people. And I think the key is that we don't get 
this energy low from our dating experiences, but that we're doing things that's fulfilling, that gives energy. And the other thing that I think is really important, but to see the dating apps as a tool. I mean, most people do meet online. And if we see the dating app as a tool, maybe it's not about the dating apps working or not. But how do how are we showing up on the dating apps? And how can we use this tool to make us more successful in dating? Mm. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And the person who asked the, the question, you mentioned coffee shops as well, and it's not so common to just strike up a conversation with strangers in Sweden. Is is, th- is that a path that people should be following and just be more open to flirting in public? Or are they better advised to do what you're suggesting there and look for people with shared interests and join clubs and that kind of thing? It's definitely easier if you have that starting point, if you have a shared interest or shared value, or if you're in a place you know, where it's kind of expected. But I say the rules are there ain't no rules. So, you know, dare to start the conversation, dare to get a funny look. I, I think that the obstacle is sometimes in our heads that we have this belief that we might, that we can't do something or that this is not done. But actually, by being foreign, we have permission to break the rules. And when I speak to a lot of my clients, some of them actually feel that with you know people who are non-Swedish, they have a bit more permission to be in their feminine or be in their masculine. And uh, we should take advantage of that. <laughs> and that sort of leads on to another question from the same reader who asks, why are Swedes scared of dating a foreigner? And it sounds like you might not agree with the premise of the question. No, I don't think so. I mean, of course, the more that we have in common the easier it is in a relationship. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's better. And it doesn't necessarily mean that that that's what people want. I am married to a Swede. I know a lot of people who are also in relationships with, you know, a Swede and a non-Swede. And I think it's, you know, it's really more about finding that connection finding the values that are aligned, finding someone that's that has the the same vision of the future as you, that you can create something with where, and where the two of you can fulfill each other's core love needs. I think that we put so many things in our head that tells us that we can't connect with Swedes and it's all bullshit. I mean, it's not true. <laughs> Okay, on to the next question from a reader. Do money and luxuries impact your chances in Sweden? I mean, 
people see this as a quality, then um, absolutely. I think that that they can be more, say, admiration for things like status, even in Sweden, where where it's quite an egalitarian society. I can see that there is value on, like, say, status and accomplishment. However, I think that in Sweden, what I've noticed, which is very different to the UK, I think in, in the UK, uh, status kind of serves on its own, uh, you know, and I could notice that, like, for example, if there was a guy who came to me and and he, uh, you know, had a, he was very successful occupationally, then he's extremely desirable but that same guy in sweden would be less desirable because here i think what is valued as success is a more overall you know it's kind of divided into all the life areas for example you have to have a good social life you have to have good well-being you have to have good connection with your friends and family and you have to be successful in your job as well so it's like the value is is spread uh, spread across and maybe you want to be like just above average in all the areas and that's the ultimate success i'm just wondering as we're speaking here if if you encounter a lot of international people in your work and on what are people telling you are the main problems they're encountering I work with a lot of international people. I work with a lot of Swedes and a lot of international people. Um, I think often what it boils down to is connection. Uh, You know, people want to feel uh, connected. So the international people are often looking for other international souls who don't fit into the box, but kind of fit into all the boxes at the same time. I think that the big challenge that comes up for a lot of the international people is that they don't feel that they are meeting the Swedes. They don't feel that they are connecting. They don't feel let in. You know, for example, it's like uh, people often say that they are in the international community, but they have never been invited to Midsummer <laughs> or, you know, something like that. And the way that we work together is to try to see the limiting belief in in that, uh, you know, that, that often we have this idea in our head of where we belong and where we not where, where we do not and what is okay and what is not and i am encouraging people to kind of break down those barriers and just dare uh, mm. i often say to them that you know the swedes don't need you they are here um they've been here for a long time they have their group they have their circle it's not a big city like london for example where there are lots of people open for connection so instead of of letting that limit us, we have to just be the one to knock on the door and and be a bit persistent and not be afraid of a, a bit of rejection. Do you have clients outside of Stockholm, maybe in more rural areas, and do you find that the challenges they face differ in any way? Yeah, definitely. We have, um, <laughs> I mean, that can be a reason why people come as well, because in Stockholm, it's easier in more rural parts. A lot of people feel that, that there's just not the people there. I mean, what what we are doing is connecting people. Most of our clients are quite open to meeting people that are a bit further away. We're basically trying to find the the solutions to connection, both practical and emotionally. Like, let's find out what is inhibiting you emotionally from connecting with the people around you, but also practically, uh, what can we do to increase our chances of meeting people who are aligned in terms of like our values and vibe, for lack of a better word. 
it's been a long time since I was anywhere near any of this kind of activity. So I'm kind of fascinated with the rise of apps. And it's it's interesting to hear that people find that they're not always working for them. Do you see any differences in how dating apps are used in Sweden compared to elsewhere? I think the challenges of dating apps are universal, really. You know, most people are getting dating fatigued and, um, you know, people feel that others don't treat them so well online. They feel that they can't really trust whether that person is real or or, or not. Um, uh, you know, a lot of people feel that they are they, they don't get matches. And I think really the, the big challenge with online dating is that the apps are not really designed for us to connect on a human level. It's designed for us to get our fix from that match and really to stay on the on the app. And that's why a lot of the work that we have been doing is trying to get people to use the apps consciously. So you know, use it only for 20 minutes a day, um, speak to only five people at a time, meet less people, but make sure that that they are quality people. And in fact, the more profiles you flick through, the less likely that you are to be in a relationship with any of them. And that's a little bit counterintuitive because people think that it's a numbers game. But I think it's not a numbers game, it's a connection game. So what do you need to do in order to put you in a state where you're most likely to feel connected to someone? And that's often about slowing things down. Mm. Um, we go back to another question from a reader. Do the rules for approaching a hippogriff apply to Swedes? <laughs> uh, you have to remind me what the hippo, hippogriff so a, hippo, a hippogriff is a, a creature from Harry Potter that basically has the body of a horse and the head of what seems to be a giant eagle. <laughs> and the character Hagrid explains in the book that there's a proper way to approach hippogriffs. So you walk toward him or her and you bow and you wait. If he or she bows back, you're allowed to touch him. If he or she doesn't bow, then get away from him or her sharpish because those talons hurt. <laughs> yes, do that. No, don't. <laughs> I think that um, <laughs> I think that we might have that perception of Swedes, but in my experience, I think that people are much more open to connection than we than we believe. I think for anyone, when you're in your own space, it can be a bit weird if someone comes along and snaps you out of it and you know kind of disturbs you. But if someone comes along and you have that moment of connection with them, then you're open to that. So I would say just see them as human, just as you are, and connect with them as if you would connect with a friend. Like one strategy could be to believe that they are already your friend and kind of just start a conversation from that point as if you've known them for five years. Great. So not mythical creatures then. Well, don't tell them I said this, but no. <laughs> <laughs> how big a deal is Valentine's Day in Sweden? And do you have any recommendations for how to celebrate it here? Oh, wow. For us, 
It's extremely busy during Valentine's. We tend to be speaking to a lot more people. We tend to get invited to a lot of events and we tend to be also hosting some events. Yeah, but that's interesting. So you do see an increase in activity, an increase in the numbers of people coming to you around this time of year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Valentine's Day is, I mean, not Valentine's Day, but February in general is one of the busiest months for matchmaking. In terms of gender equality, you know, and when people go on a date, who is expected to pick up the tab at the end of the night? Both, all, no one. Um, (laughs) I think it comes back to the rules that there is no general expectation. And some people believe that the man should pay. Some people believe the woman should pay. Um, But if you're two men or two women, then what should you do? (laughs) Um, I think... I think it comes down to your values, whether whether you think that you should pay or not. And I think one of the one of the challenges with this and why it can be such a big thing is that people may feel if someone offers to pay the bill and they and you know, the other accepts, then something is owed. Um, and that mm. might be another date or it might be sex or you know what have you so then so then people feel that it's that it's good to keep it keep it equal but i think that like i want to dare people to do whatever feels right for them even if that conflicts with the other person it's okay thanks very much (laughs) thank you That's all for this bonus episode of Sweden in Focus. Our panelists were James Savage and Becky Waterton. Our sound engineer is Reese Edwards. I'm Paul Amani, and we'll be back on Saturday with a regular episode. Sweden in Focus is a podcast from the local Europe. The publisher is James Savage. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. That's all for this week's free edition of Sweden in Focus. If you'd like to hear a full-length version of the podcast each week, as well as an additional midweek episode with more interviews and analysis, please upgrade to Membership Plus. Make sure to check the episode notes for details on how to upgrade. Sweden in Focus is a podcast by The Local Europe. Our sound engineer is Rhys Edwards. The publisher is James Savage.